Okay. We're getting started. <laughs> yeah, what's the science? What's the science? Uh, original Hellboy comics slash graphic novels and the new Devil Man anime. That's what the science is. Uh, let's start with the anime. I've been watching Devil Man on Netflix. You know, I don't know if it's a remake, reboot, whatever. Um, I wasn't a fan of the original Devil Man anime. I don't know, it kind of just turned me off. I was young getting into anime. I wasn't ready for that level of whatever you may call it, uh, gratuity. But I got into the early 2000s, you know, Devil Man OVAs, you know. When Netflix announced the new Devil Man, I thought it was going to be toned down. No, it's toned up. Like, they didn't shy away from anything. Not the violence, not the uh, sexuality, you know. So, I don't know, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to say it's, like, amazing. I just like some things they did stylistically. The beatboxing rappers. That was a dope, you know, thing to add. And, you know, the way they use rhythm, the way they use music, the background, the whole 80s feel, the vibe of the characters, you know, as like with dialogue or with how the story's progressing, you know, it's not that deep. It's not hard to follow, whatever, no serious mystery. For ba you know, it's just fun, except the darkest, most gruesome fun, you know. Uh... Hellboy. I was a fan of the movies, you know. Really put me on Ron Perlman. He's a great actor. He's always been a great actor, you know. I never seen him in anything where I didn't like him, even if the movie sucked. But that was my introduction to Hellboy, you know. Those movies, you know. So in reading the comics, I didn't know how much they changed the character, or they changed the world, actually, because the world in the comic books is way more interesting, it's, you know. They take it way more seriously. The character is taken seriously. He takes himself more seriously, but at the same time, he still has that calm swagger of, like, this isn't nothing. I'm Hellboy. This is what I do. I'm going to crack jokes and hit some one-liners as I'm fighting a demon because I'm Hellboy, you know. This is my life, you know. He doesn't shy away from me. He doesn't ponder, like, I want to be normal. That's None of that is in a comic book. That kind of ruined the second movie, the whole Hellboy. I want to be normal. Like, you're Hellboy. You'll never be normal. Like, you got horns growing out your head, whatever, you know. And you get a deeper sense of him, like, it's not like, oh, Hellboy wants to be human, or Hellboy wants to be normal. It's more of a sense of, okay, I don't want to destroy the world, you know. People tell me that's my destiny, you know. I'm Hellboy, I've been sent from hell to destroy the world. Like, I'm just trying to avoid that. And in doing so, I'm fighting all meanings. Oh, you know, manner of monsters and demons, 
that dare to like show their ugly mugs on the face of the earth. You know, it's a lot deeper story. I didn't know how literary the graphic novels were. You know, Mike Manola, he uh, he did a lot of work and research for his books. And uh, one thing I like about both Hellboy and Devil Man is that. When it comes to the art style, is they go super simple. I've been like obsessed with simplicity, and every time I draw now, I'm trying to get as simple as possible, and it just the work looks amazing. Super simplified, it's like straight to the point. It doesn't need to be all this crazy detail. It just is what it is. You know, it's accessible. So, I've been buying the Hellboy, Hellboy graphic novels on Comixology, and I'm in the third one. And each one, to me, is more impressive, like, art style and, you know, story-wise. Because the first one, you know, I can tell it was the first one. It felt like the first one. A lot of information was in there, you know. I can even with the art style, it felt early, but then with the second graphic novel, it was very slight and subtle, but with both story and art, talking about Hellboy, you saw that progression. It's like okay, he got his swag right, you know, he's you know he's really feeling it. And this wasn't a testing ground. This was like okay, I know what I'm doing. You know, and the third one, you see this continual, gradual growth of artwork and story. You know, just depicting characters, the use of, you know, shadows and colors and light and dialogue. And even the fact that the third volume, no, vol, blah, 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 excuse me, the third volume is like just a collection of stories. It's not like this big arc and story like the first two. Where, you know, to be continued, to be continued, or let's carry on to this, like, climactic, it was like small episodes, you know, and so, you know, a collection of issues, you know, because nowadays, American graphic novels, they're nothing but, you know, trades, collection of issues, usually with five to six issues collected in each volume, so you can see that format here, you know. And I think, I'm not going to say that it's the first, but it was probably the first time I've seen that done, even early in the 90s when I was really collecting comic books. That's the first time I've seen, like, trades come out like that as with Hellboy. That was my experience. I'm not going to say who was first. I don't know that. I don't have the information. But in my experience, as I was collecting comic books and it's all about the issue, so, you know, the first trade paperbacks that I saw, even some of the hardcovers were the Hellboys, you know. And I always looked it over. I was in a superhero. Everything was about X-Men or Spider-Man. You know, it was like, Hellboy, what's Hellboy? And at the time, I wasn't digging the art. I didn't understand. It looked so simple. It looked so dumbed down. Whereas I had become a better artist, a better cartoonist, an illustrator. I understand, you know, the sophistication of the simplified art style. Because, like, you're, you're trying to commu communicate something. 
you know, with the picture. And just like with this art style, I think of it in literary terms, you know. Some of my favorite, you know, my most favorite pieces of literature are, you know, the black literature. It's famous for being like oversimplistic, you know, dumbed down, full of like black southern slang, you know, and, you know, dialect and speech. But it's such great wisdom contained in these writings, you know, just like the most prolific, thought provoking insights or observations of life or experience of life, you know. And you really get that feel in these comics. I know this was going kind of deep, but past the writing, you see it in the artwork, the way it translates, the poses of the characters, you know, the movement that's being portrayed. You know, there's not a lot of speed lines. You don't need that. You know, you can tell, you can feel the impacts, you can feel the movements, you can feel the attitude of the characters in each panel. It's like he took a lot of time drawing it, even though these are like very simple, simple illustrations, simple pictures, but you can feel it. You know, you got the little debris for like the action, like when rocks are being broken or like you feel it when Hellboy falls or something explodes, you know, because then you see details coming out. Like there was a huge explosion in the second volume. Hellboy blew up a castle, you know, and. The detail in the explosion was crazy, you know. That's when the detail really came out. And that's when you needed it. It felt like a real explosion. And it was huge, like an atomic bomb dropping. Like, he blew up the whole castle. Yeah, I'm back. I got Sebastian. I had to take a little break. So he's joining me. Once again, strapped in the apparatus. So where was I? Uh, Hellboy, Hellboy. Let's go to Devilman. Devilman also has a very simplistic art style. Um, it reminds me of the art style I've seen in Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Star of Milos. You know, I feel like that art style has a very storybook quality. We're talking golden books, you know. I, I don't have time to go into the history of that art style. Like, very pop art. You know, very simple lines. Not a lot of depth and color. Colors are very flat. But like I said, it translates. It's simplicity. It translates so much. It kind of does the same thing Hellboy does, but not as well. You know, it's almost... You can say adolescent in that, you know, aspect. But it does a good job anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really into both of those things right now. Really, really into Hellboy. I'm digging it. I might end up getting, like, the entire collection. But having it digitally isn't enough. Like, at some point, I'm going to have to you know, dig in the piggy bank and get some hard copies. That is the goal, hard copies, hard copies. So, as I'm doing that, as I'm, you know, sampling this new Hellboy book and 
thinking about the episodes of Devilman I saw. Devilman, like, is really, like, they go ham. Like, I don't know what audience is ready to see that just because, not even the violence in that band, but, like, the, the display of sexuality in the show is like, whoa. Like, y'all really gonna take it there? I didn't think they were gonna take it there, but they did. I think it's even more, you know, push to the forefront than the original Devil Man series that came out. But what uh, like right now, I don't know. I'm working on page edits, I'm cleaning pages for my colorist. Shout out to the amazing uh, Devin Carter. You know, he's a great designer, uh, a great artist. You know, he, he He's the main man behind the In The Row Supply Company, and he's uh, designing apparel for entrepreneurs. This is a quick plug. Consider this a commercial, you know, an advertisement. And uh, he's coloring my comic books. So, hey, he does a great job. You can't get mad at that. So I'm cleaning up the line work, so it makes his job a lot easier. It makes his job easier, it makes my job easier, it makes our job easier, and we can get this thing out, you know. And after the first one, the others will be easier to do. So let's make it easy. Oh no, I hit this one page, it's like stalemate. It's like it really needs a lot of cleaning. There's like a lot of small panels and details in it. It's like, fuck, I didn't know that this was going on like that. But it is what it is. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know, and like I said, I've been studying like simplicity more, making my style more simplistic, more cartoonish. I don't want to get like, cause there's some cartoons that are, like super simple and ugly, and they're that way on purpose. You know, Ren and Stimpy was simple and ugly on purpose. That was their thing. You know, Adventure Time is super simple. I wouldn't call it ugly, but it's not cute. It's almost bizarre, you know. That's not the route I'm going, you know. In the vein of like the animated Star Wars shorts that filled in a gap between, I think it was um, episode two and three, Cartoon Network did that series. You know, those, but they're not that attractive either, you know, but that art style. Yeah. So, took another little break. Couple seconds. Uh, Sebastian got bored and decided, I'm mobile now. You can put me on the floor. So, yeah, he's doing that. Gotta make sure to pay attention to him. Don't want him getting into things. He has no business getting into. I'm used to that though. I grew up taking care of kids, my brothers and sisters, uh, dozens of cousins. Worked at a youth center for like three years. That's not a lot of years, but the nature of the place where I worked, it was kind of, I'm not going to say it was bootleg. It was kind of underground, you know, like 
And really, in a town like Duluth, Minnesota, that's like one of these quote-unquote, uh, excuse my terminology, lily white towns with a lot of black people migrating there. And you get a lot of kids in Duluth, Minnesota coming from these big inner cities. You know, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Chicago, Detroit, you know, uh, in Milwaukee, you know, and they come from these harsh areas and then they all come to Duluth. Their parents moved them there. And then the center of work was really, literally, the only place these kids had to go, like after school, you know? And it's like, because of the nature of how they grew up, it was undoubtedly like, if they weren't there, they were gonna get in trouble. And actually, actually they came there causing trouble, so. We're talking groups of kids from ages 6 to 18. You know, that was our demographic. So, yeah, I got a lot of ability to, like, have eyes in the back of my head. You know, so I double watch him. But anyway, close this thing out. Uh, let's touch base on it. Hellboy and Devil Man, Simplicity. You know, deeper meaning through simplicity, you know, subtle, subtle substance, you know, giving the audience the option to read between the lines while still presenting something that a large audience can enjoy. Maybe that's where the uh, original Hellboy movies fail. They had that you know, surface, but they didn't have that substance. There was nothing deeper there for people to reach into. You just had to, like, basically shut your mind off and try to enjoy it for what it was. And it really didn't pretend to be anything else, but I feel like it probably would have been a way more successful movie if it came out in the 90s, and it used a lot of that technology, so it could have came out in the 90s. It felt like a 90s movie made in the 2000s, you know. You know, you see some movies coming out like that, especially like with this 80s nostalgia that got going on. Oh, the soundtrack, did I mention? Devil Man soundtrack? It really hits home with that 80s flavor. And then they got this group of kids that like beatboxes sporadically through the episodes. They might come in early in the episode or in the middle or late. They beatboxing, they rap, and it's all like in Japanese. I don't really know what they're saying. Read the subtitles, it's not accurate. But just the flow of it, the style of it, the feel of it, it fits the whole mood of the show so perfectly. You know. And is it weird that as I read the Hellboy graphic novels, I hear Ron Perlman's voice <laughs> whenever Hellboy talks? That's the voice of Hellboy. I know. It's just perfect. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to this new Hellboy, you know, reboot, this new adaptation. You know, Mike Minola, he's more involved in the movie this time. It's going to be lower budget. I don't know how that's going to affect the movie. But, like I said, huge fan of Ron Perlman. So, hey, I'm going to try to.
ready to accept what they're giving.